This is how to profit during a bear market. These are some of the top tips to not only make money, but also how to remain protected during a bear market. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. BeamPod is presented by DowMaker, the top crypto launchpad in the industry. DowMaker allows people to participate in top crypto projects before they launch and generate some of the best returns you can find anywhere. They also provide growth solutions for crypto projects that are looking for funding and assistance with marketing. With their revolutionary new public strongholder offerings, everyone can get early access to top crypto projects regardless of their net worth. DowMaker is rapidly disrupting the venture capital industry. If you're interested, head over to dowmaker.com to learn more. This episode of The Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to tell you how to protect your money during a bear market and also give you some ways to make money. Okay, so the market is down right now. Are we in a correction phase or are we in a bear market? Well, by definition, now we are in a bear market, right? We've taken out the higher high, lower low structure that we saw with Bitcoin over the past, I don't know, six to eight months. Um, anytime market prices fall for more than 20% of their all time high, and this is for stocks, crypto, whatever, by definition, that's a bear market. And we've seen that now in Bitcoin. And we're just getting to that point now with the S&P 500. Yeah, the S&P is down something like 18% or so. Yep. So we're almost there. And here's what you have to know, okay? If you know these things, you'll be okay. The, the bear market lasts a lot shorter. Like the duration of time of a bear market is way shorter than a bull market. So it's very, very, very important to remove emotions during this time because it may feel like it's red forever. When you wake up every morning, I'm sure you have, and you constantly see red in your portfolio, it's okay. It will turn around. And here's what you need to know. <clears throat> Stocks lose on average 30, 36% in a bear market, but they'll regain 114% during a bull market. Right. So now is not the time to panic sell. Rule number one, if you're already down on your investment, look, you, I think you don't want to be selling at the bottom, right? No, I mean, if anything, this is the time to enter the market if you're on the sidelines. This is the time to potentially get more aggressive if you're looking to you know, put more capital into the market. It can be tough to, you know, when, as you said, when you wake up every day and it's red, all you want to do is panic sell. Everything's going to zero. Right? I don't want to take my money out so that I can buy food and gas and yeah. rent. But if you look at the history of how the markets go, this is the time to buy. You know the old adage, as simple as it is, buy low, sell high. But I feel like too many people are buying high and selling low because that's what the manipulators, the whales, the market makers, that's what they want you to do. Yeah. They buy low and they sell high and retail investors get trapped and buy high and sell low. Yeah, there's definitely some fear in the market and your fear and your emotions. And that's why I said at the very beginning, you want to remove these fears. And it's hard, it's easier said than done. Getting off your phone and your computer and whatnot is probably a better thing to do. Get During some, a bear market, for yeah, sure. Get some fresh, yeah. fresh air and exercise. But just remember, they last on average of nine months. The average bull market goes for six years. So we just need to re step it back a bit. 
And you need to get used to it because in 50 years of investing, you're going to see 14 bear markets. Right. Okay. So everybody needs to get used to these. Yeah. So, we, you know, we've got a lot, a lot of younger, newer people have entered the market over the last two years since the COVID crash because it has been a great bull run. Um, but you just need to reposition your strategies. You need to learn some new bear market strategies that at the top of the episode, we said, not only will this help you preserve your money, but there's also some strategies to make money in a bear market as well, which we're about to go over, right? Yeah. So I guess for, for one thing, um, it's helpful to next time when we are in a bull market, just as much as we say dollar cost average into your positions, you should also be dollar cost averaging out of your positions and saving some cash or some stable coins to re-enter at a better price. Right. Yeah. So dollar cost averaging is, you know, you hear we talk about this all the time, but we can't drive the point home enough. So right now, when prices are low, this is the perfect time to be dollar cost averaging into your top crypto projects, top stocks, anything that you think is not going to go to zero. So not a very risky project, you know, avoid, this is the time to avoid meme coins, avoid low cap cryptos in general and risky tech stocks, you know, that might not have great balance sheets that only have, you know, another year to survive. This is not the time to be buying those. This is the time to dollar cost average into top projects, Bitcoin, Ethereum, you know, top stocks, Home Depot, Walmart, Coca-Cola. These are, you know, maybe even an Amazon or a Google or a Facebook. These are the top one, the top names that personally I think is, you have to go risk off in a bear market. There will be a time to go risk on when the signs that it's coming out of the bear market. That's when you go full risk on, but we're not, we're just, we're probably just entering a bear market here. So risk off plays dollar cost average into top projects is the first strategy that I would recommend. Yeah. And I mean, we, we discuss a lot of small cap gems on these episodes and that's all fine and dandy when the market's doing really well. When the market starts to tail off, that's when the small cap, small caps will take the biggest hits and growth stocks and high like tech stocks they're also going to see a bit of a sell-off as well, right? And a lot of them have come down like 70, 80% or so. Yeah, it's funny how, you know, the traditional media will roast crypto and say, it's too volatile, it's too ridiculous, you'll lose it all. But you look at the comparison between crypto and stocks over the past month or so, it's the same. You have, you know, tech stocks that are down 80, 90% over a month, over a two, three month basis, same as crypto. It's really the same. And then when you talk about small cap gems, like Josh just said, if Bitcoin goes down 10%, a small cap gem might go down 60, 70%. So you really want to get that money out. And in a bear market, there's always going to be bear market bounces, right? To try to trap retail investors in. Oh, the bear market's over. Look, we're up 10%. Let's ape into this small cap gem that these guys posted two months ago. No, 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 no. Bad, bad idea. The bear market bounces will always get sold off. So in bear markets, you actually, instead of buying dips and selling rips, well, you don't really want to, yeah, you don't want to buy the fake outs. Yeah, right. There's going to be a lot of fake outs. So you can swing trade, but make sure you take profits. It's not like a, it's not a holder's market anymore. So if you are going to swing trade, this is again, another opportunity to <clears throat> maybe brush up on your skills for technical analysis. That could be another thing you might want to be doing at these times. Under, just some basic fundamentals of understanding where support and resistance lies you know, head and shoulder patterns, double tops, double bottoms, bear flags, bull flags. Understanding these small uh, fundamentals can help you swing trade. I mean, it's not for everybody and it can be a bit dangerous, but it'll help you understand, you know, what 
what is actually happening. And you do have these opportunities to practice. Yeah, 100%. Now, is during a bear market, this is the time to hone those skills because you don't need to be on top of um, active trading. So hop onto TradingView, get the RSI up, which is the relative strength index along the bottom there. It shows you whether stocks or crypto are overbought or oversold. This is a good time to learn. It'll help your investing moving forward. And if you're new into the market, you need to know these skills if you want to survive. The number one thing in investing is surviving. Don't blow up your account. And by brushing up on your technical analysis during a bear market, when the bull market comes back, you will be so much better equipped to really get those 10x, 100x, 1000x gains, right? You identify the opportunities, you see the bear flags, you see the bull flags, what you just mentioned. Now is the time to start doing that. Yeah. Another thing you could do right now is get into pre-sales. Uh, if you have the opportunity, you know, through Dowmaker, for example, there's a step app, FitFi. Yep. You know, launch during a bear market and that thing skyrocketed. Yeah, 100x. Right? So if you have a few bucks and you are able to get into, I don't know where you're listening from at the moment, whoever's watching or listening to this episode, but if you have a chance to get a pre-sales, that's another great opportunity to still make some money and some passive income during the bear market. Definitely. Yeah. Pre-sales for sure. Especially pre-sales will be a lot slower during the bear market because projects don't want to launch. But I think the projects that do will, some of them, they will be stronger projects that if you can launch during a bear market and still have a good performing IDO, then you know that there is strength in that project. So obviously do your own diligence when you're looking at the pre-sales, but it's another way that we mentioned to still make money during a bear market, right? Yeah. Yeah. So um, another thing maybe you could look at if you're in the crypto space is really good NFTs that have utility. Um, they have a really strong community. You can almost view it as a, uh, an asset, like a, you know, if you hold, if you hold a piece of art, you know, a really good piece of art that doesn't just depreciate in value. They actually it appreciates in time. In time, so if you can find yourself, you know, for example, like the Blockchain Miners Club, they have these really cool NFTs. They sold out super quick. They have a really strong community. I think like all eleven thousand sold out immediately. Uh, but they actually have real Bitcoin miners, and they're mining Bitcoin all the time, and then they're sharing that with the community. So you're getting not only is their price remain constant on the NFT themselves, but you're also seeing the rewards on a monthly basis from Bitcoin mining. Yeah, for sure. Real projects with real utility. And that just that doesn't even um, apply to only NFTs. When you're looking for crypto products that you want a dollar cost average into during a bear market, look at the company's projects that are actually generating real revenue, right? So a lot of these layer one blockchains that we talk about, they're kind of pre-adoption. So some of them are, even though they're in the top 100, they could be very risky. But one strategy that I might look at is looking at the top exchanges. Binance, biggest exchange in the world. Is BNB going to go to zero? No. So that's a good that's a good coin to dollar cost average into. On the same line of thinking, FTX, KuCoin, they all have exchange tokens. And these are exchanges that are pulling in millions and millions of dollars. So when you talk about utility in a token, that's exactly what you're looking for. So I'm looking at BNB, FTX, KCS, which is KuCoin token. There's also Una said Leo, exchange tokens, right? Okay, Much B. less risky. Yeah. yeah. So not- I think that's a decent strategy. Yeah. Because they actually are generating money. They're getting money from the fees and people are still buying and selling. Yeah. Like, they're still generating revenue. Exactly. You know, there's other uh, platforms that are in their test net, uh, just launched their main net. Yeah. There's still going to be some issues and some hurdles along the way. Still waiting for institutional adoption. We still need regulations to come in. So, And then on the same token, when you look at that strategy from a stock investing perspective, look at companies with healthy balance sheets that are going to be able to survive a bear market without issue. 
that's your Costco, your Walmart, your Target, your Home Depot, whatever, like, you know, these blue chip stocks, Google, Facebook, your growth tech companies that are projecting revenue a few years from now that maybe you only have 12 to 18 months of cash reserves to keep the company afloat. That's a big time avoid. We're heading into a possible recession in the world and these growth tech companies may not survive. So as nice as it is to look at a company like, I don't know, desktop metal, which is down 95%. Well, they might only have 12 months of cash in the, res in the reserves and they might not survive this recession because people are not splurging for 3D printers right now. It's just an example, but growth tech as, as enticing as it can look, oh, down 95%, I can go 100X in this thing. Well, you might go minus 99.9 because this thing might go bankrupt, right? Yeah, absolutely. So another thing I would like to do is not try to time the bottom because right. timing the bottom is it's impossible. And that's why we meant, that's why we preach dollar cost averaging. You know, there's a lot of uh, charts and models out there that really predict, that really help predict where we're at right now. Uh, there's a really interesting chart that I came across the other day. It was 16% uh, of the S&P 500, I believe it was, is trading below the 200 uh, day moving average which means that they're all trading below, pretty much all stocks are trading below the 200-day moving average. Yeah, that's crazy. Which means, oh, man, it's going to get a little too complicated, but basically they're well below where they should be from a long-term time perspective. So typically, this marks the bottom of, of the stock market in terms of the sell-off. But I mean, the stocks could fall another 5%, 10%, but they could also start moving up the opposite direction so but you don't want to miss that and here's why i bring this up 34 percent of the market's best days after a bear market or within the tail end of the bear market took place in the first two months of the of the new bull market right so it was this happened before it is even clear that it was a bull market so you've right. already missed out on 34 percent because you're trying to time the bottom even though the bull market's already started I have to say it's the number one thing that I'm seeing in my comments and on Twitter is everyone saying, no, I'm not deploying a single dollar until Bitcoin goes to 17K. I'm not buying any stocks until the S&P 500, the index is at 340. And these are the type of people that think they can outsmart the market. If the consensus on Twitter is that something is going to happen, it's not going to happen. <laughs> so by dollar cost averaging, if you start now, let's say, for example, you're dollar cost averaging into BNB and FTX. Sure, the prices might go down another 10, 20, 30 who knows, maybe even 40% over the next two months, but eventually it will go back up when the new bull trend starts. And all of your purchases that maybe were a little bit underwater as you dollar cost average in as the price of Bitcoin continue to fall, they will all become profitable when the trend goes back up. So by not trying to time your bottom, you can dollar cost average every day, every week. You know, I probably wouldn't go every month because you're going to miss the good deals then. But if you're consistently buying, even as the price is slowly going down and then back up again, you're not going to miss those really good days that Josh just talked about. Yeah, exactly. And there's, you know, there's some other models out there, like the 200 week moving average, um, you know, and how Bitcoin is now approaching that number, which is somewhere around 22K. You have the Wyckoff accumulation model. Mm -hmm. All these models are kind of pointing to the fact that we are, we're almost at the bottom. I understand there's some other macro factors at play, you know, with China's lockdowns and, you know, the war over in Ukraine, you have the interest rates, interest interest rate hikes yep. you have inflation you have the talks of a possible recession a recession doesn't always mean that the stock market goes down though it just means that the economy is 
not performing well. Right. Stocks can still perform well during this time. Um, but look, I know I, I also need to mention that it was 84% are below the 200 yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. 16% are above. Right, right, right. And I think one reason that a lot of people are, are trying to wait for this crash bottom and spike back up is because everyone has just gone through the COVID crash. So what we saw in March, April, 2020 was a crazy crash down when this black swan event happened. And then because the Fed started printing money, it was a crazy V-shaped recovery. But the economic conditions right now are so different from two years ago. The Fed is taking money out of the market. I don't think we're going to see that V-shaped recovery. And people are waiting for that crazy V to buy that. You know, I'm going to time that dip perfectly and I'll be up a million percent. Well, we're not going to see any money pump back. Probably not going to see any money pump back in. So I don't know if there's going to be a V-shaped recovery. I think we're heading into a month or two or more of kind of sideways crab, which is known as in the white cough as the accumulation zone, the start of the new trend. So as we saw, you know, uh, for talking about crypto on Bitfinex, the whales on Bitfinex have never been more long than they are right now. They are accumulating right now and the blockchain is showing that data. So these guys are the ones that have been timing bottoms consistently over the past 10 years for Bitcoin. And, you know, all the factors, all the charts are showing that we are now in a, in a bear market for sure for crypto. It's going to last probably more than a month. So the, the, the smartest thing to do is dollar cost average, brush up on that TA, all that kind of stuff. And what, one thing I'm starting to do now is what are going to be the next narratives for the next bull run, right? Right, right. So what are you, what are you seeing right now? I know there's a lot of movement towards sharding. Yeah. When yeah. it comes to like, that seems to like what Ethereum is trying to move towards. Right. What, like, you know, near protocol, for example, is already seems like that's their MO. Definitely. So, so last bull run, the, the, the trends were, you know, layer ones went crazy. And then we saw play to earn. And then towards the kind of the tail end of the bull run, was, we saw Metaverse, Metaverse right? Yeah. So what are the trends going to be in, you know, the next big bull run, you know, in, in a year or two when we're topping it again or three or whatever it is. I mean, I think Metaverse is going to be right up there again. Yeah, I think we've only at the start of this Metaverse and, you know, we're getting on to some pretty awesome Metaverse projects, which we will be revealing um, soon. Um, Maybe we'll do another episode then on uh, what we believe the next tr uh, big trends will be. Yeah, I think that's a good one. because next big sector. I mean, I think it's going to be similar. Play to earn as well. I think we'll, it'll be a morphed version of it. You know, maybe there's more of these different to earn. There's move to earn or sleep to earn, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, yeah. So keep an eye on new trends because they will emerge over the next year, over the next six months. And these are the trends that you want to be finding the new projects in, in anticipation for the next bull run, right? Absolutely. And understand your timelines too. You know, we, we have talked about some projects just three months ago. You know, one's like, market move or copiosa you know two projects that are going to try and make crypto easier if you're investing and you're expecting returns in the first six months of your investment then i don't think this game is for you you need to have like michael saylor the other day said if you don't have a minimum of a five-year time frame on your crypto investments there's obviously some are different from others but you you need to understand what you've invested in and then zoom out you know look at where bitcoins come from from 2009 yeah you know what i mean we need to zoom out and see where the s&p has come from 1929 yeah 100 you know so just adjust your time frames a little bit in your timelines patience is key always in investing but especially in a bear market you're gonna have to become patient and watch maybe your account bleed out a little bit as you continue to buy more and more and more but know that there is a brighter day coming and it's always darkest before the dawn 
in order to stay up with all this kind of stuff, when we think the bottom is, all the new trends, all the new projects, you need to join that Discord. Link in, link in the comments. You know, Keep listening on here. Make sure to like and subscribe. And make sure you tune to the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. views expressed by speakers on the bean pod are solely their opinions you should not treat any opinion expressed on the bean pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy but only as an expression of their opinion this podcast is for informational purposes only